When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's your Monday right now. Travis Rogers, Alex Sliwa, Travis and Sliwa. We're here each weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. We begin nine hours of L.A. sports talk all day long. Here we go. Live from L.A. Live. Sweet tea, Travis Rogers. Hit him in the face, Sliwa. I'll still take the face. Travis and Sliwa right now. Yeah. Absolutely nine hours of local sports talk. I'm, I, look, I'm not going to lie, Al. I'm a little yep. distracted. I'm already thinking about Friday. I'm already thinking about getting out to Clearman's Galley. So in four days from right now, we'll be doing the yeah Hammered. in Hammered. person. Well, speak for yourself. I'm going to wait till first pitch. I'd like to be in a good spot by like the second inning. I think I think that's yep. my goal. But we uh, we are less than a week away. Uh, the event coming up on Friday. April 8th, opening day against the Rockies. The game, obviously, is in Colorado. First pitch is at 110, but Al and I will be doing our show there starting right at the top of the hour at 10 o'clock, and then Mason and Ireland come out. It is at Clearman's Galley in San Gabriel, 7215 Rosemead Boulevard. So you have plans. Everybody that's listening to us right now, Slate, they have plans for Friday morning. I mean, I don't know how many liquors you want to mix. I don't know what you're thinking. But I, I'm saying we take a page out of Emily's book. We just put this whole thing together, throw it in a blender, nine different liquors, a couple of Pinot Noirs, maybe an IPA. And let's see what happens by the time one thirty rolls around. Pina colada and a gin and tonic. Sounds like a lovely morning. No, it doesn't. It, it, that, I, I'm going to have a good time with you guys. I'm looking forward to doing it, but mm-hmm. I am not going to be doing the sampler platter of alcohols. I'll have a couple of beers. I will uh, have a little bit to eat, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be doing. Give me one from every shelf and see. Sliwa what got kicked out of Crypto.com Arena <laughs> that night for the Laker Thunder right. game, you game that because night. he thought it was a good idea to drink with uh, T-Raj and the listeners. <laughs> yeah, well, I keep forgetting. Can't, can't you, I was going to say, can't you get somebody, but that would be well, me. Well, no, I'm, I'm filling in. Yeah. I'm actually it. filling in for so, you. <laughs> yeah, so this, this is getting a little complicated. I don't know how to shake all wait, that out. Wait, how about this? How about it's going to be against the Oklahoma City Thunder, okay, in uh-huh. a game that literally means nothing <laughs> to either team <laughs> True. on a Friday night. Yeah, it, oh, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's going to go their way, Al. I, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't know if that game is going to have a, a ton of consequence along the way. We'll just get to sec, that coming up. Just in, a sec, in just bro. A I'm yeah, on Expedia. I'm on Priceline. <laughs> Back to the pause. I'm planning my. I'm planning my next vacation. Yeah, why not? What the hell <laughs> happened this weekend? Uh, quite a bit, actually. It did, it, apparently, everybody like sobered up or smelling salts or something that everybody yep. just said, you know what, this thing is over, so I'm going to start telling you what I'm all about. Magic talked, Kareem talked, AD talked, the Lakers lost both games. It was uh, it was, it was, was not the best weekend in Lakerland, that's for sure. I had a nice weekend. I saw the movies. I went to a hockey game. I, I was kind of all over the place this I'm week. I'm okay, that wasn't so... an April Fool's joke, Travis. I'm, I'm very happy for you. Yeah, yeah that's, I was, that's I what was, I was too. That's what I was going to ask there. So it, Friday went as planned. There was no hiccups, nothing. Dude, it got better believe it or not so going back to friday i got the text from my son 16 16 years old and it was hey dad do you want to go see batman tonight and i was super fired up i don't get that invitation very often I'm like yeah let's let's go see it 
And I ran into him later that day. I went to go watch some baseball, and he's like, are we still going to the movie? I'm like, yeah, absolutely, let's go to the movie. And I said, hey, you know, your mom would probably like to come too. And I thought that was going to be like the end of it, right? Like no chance he wants both of us there. He's like, yeah, that sounds fine. I said, well, your sister's in town. Yeah, that's fine. We'll all go. All four of us, the Rogers family by four. You know, my older one lives out of state, so he wasn't there. But the four of us went to the movies, Al, with teenagers. That doesn't happen. That's not supposed to be like that. It was That terrific. is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. I'm just, I'm just glad that you weren't set up to fail. <laughs> I put something in your head that you thought to yourself, oh, my gosh, what the hell's happened here? Slee was, I got my uh, sunset setting me up for uh, failure here, but I'm glad it all worked out. Well, it didn't all work out because <laughs> there, there's all there's always the the other shoe, right? That movie has to be top top four or five movies I've ever seen. That I I could I don't even want to say hated it because I didn't hate it. I just was bored out of my mind. Mm. It was first of all the entire movie they they turned on one little bic lighter. That's the entire lighting for the whole movie. It's raining the entire time. It's it's it, the the Batman. He just kind of grunts here and there. It was, I, for the life of me, if you said, I'll give you $1,000 if you can roughly explain the plot to me, couldn't do it. Kind of a cool bad guy in The Riddler. The Penguin is in it for reasons that don't make any sense to me. It was the weirdest, most uninteresting, long, long, longest movie I've seen in I don't know how long. So my first foray back into the movies was successful in the company that I kept, but as far as what I saw, Al, bust. Just a bust. I, uh... <laughs> I, I I think about movies. I know for me, I'm not the biggest movie guy. Like I'm not out going to see every movie, every film that's out there. You just kind of go down the uh, go down the list. Batman's not one that's going to go make me on a Friday night go see the movie. No, well he wanted to see it. He'd already seen. It, so I think you're really going to like it. I'm like, All right, cool, let's go. And and I've seen some of the like Dark Knight's a really good movie. I, I've seen some of the other Batman movies and really liked them. Not so much this one. Cool car chase with the Batmobile. That wasn't bad. When the Batmobile on the freeway jumping through a fireball, that was kind of cool. But generally speaking, you can have that movie. And by the way, having one of the vampires as Batman was not working for me at all. No, it was amazing. It was wonderful. We love to see Robert Pattinson have a comeback as the Batman. And he Why? just plays Batman. I love him because he was great. He put the he broody, wasn't. emotional Batman. Unlike was, every like, other Batman that's broody and emotional, okay. they're all no, broody Bru and emotional. Like the Bruce Wayne played by uh, Christian Bale is not broody and emotional. He's all cocky and all that stuff. That's It's a very different Batman than the Christian Bale Batman. And I think that yeah. I liked the understated, sad boy, depressing part of it. I don't know. I liked the movie a lot. And I, it's okay that you didn't like it, but to say it was too dark, I think yes. that's a little bit of an old man take. <laughs> okay. I mean, on, I, I, I am an old man. I am an old man. You turned into Kareem. You're Kareem right now. <laughs> yeah, let, let me tell you what's wrong with Alfred. Let me explain to you why this version was it. Was that Catwoman? They never really explained. She had a cat. It is Catwoman. Here, here, here's so how you goodness. have to know she's bat. She's Catwoman. Mm -hmm. She has a cat in the basket on her motorcycle. That's how you know she's Catwoman. That's that was the Catwoman portion of it. And she wore this little piece of cloth that was kind of across her nose, but you could still see her chin and her eyes. It was very strange. And like the whole scenery with the the ending scenes with uh, the way that it's shot is beautiful. I, beautiful. I don't know. I just I'm very upset I'm with sold. you that you have this. Team. I'm with Emily. Oh. That's all it took. <laughs> That's all it took. I'm sold. I, I knew that you would I mean, go whichever way I liked it out or didn't like it. You were going to go the other way. Just I, I say, I'm checking it is movie the best times car right now. It was a good car chase. I did like that. That was catching really a movie cool. at two. Catching Batman <laughs> yeah. at two today. It is long though. Just just wait. It is. Oh long. my gosh. So I'm sitting there. I. This is how you know. 
It opens, and I'm thinking, okay, I knew it was long going in. It's, it's, I think it's just shy of three hours. It's like 2.40-something. And it starts, and I'm like, okay, don't look at your, don't look at your phone. Don't look at your phone. It's, you're you're going to be disappointed. I'm like, okay, this has to be at least halfway through. It was like 20 minutes into it. <laughs> it's like, great. I only have another two hours and 25 minutes to get through. Just saying, maybe. I, I, Susan, Susan, we're walking out. She goes, we should have gone to see it in Canto. I'm like, yep. Yeah, we absolutely should have gone to see it. Uh, it was not uh, not for us. Not for us. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And, Al, I went to watch the Ducks last night, the Ducks and the uh, mm. Edmonton Oilers, and my Ducks got housed 6-1. to one. It's not, not a su- super successful weekend in going out to see things. I didn't have a, a, a great deal of success. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think here. So, Saturday – um, do you ever do a Costco run like around two o'clock on a Saturday? Well, that's when it's usually least crowded. So that's, that's what that's, I like what, to that's go. what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> when the line to get out of Costco because you got to show your receipt is longer than the line to actually pay for your stuff, <laughs> that's when you know. That's when you know it's there. Um, can I just say something? I, I guess I just didn't really realize this. And I should have realized this. Can you just take anything back at Costco at any yes. time and there's no questions asked? Yes. You know those tires that you've had on your car for about 40,000 miles? Just drive yep. them in there and say, these didn't meet my specifications. They'll take them off and give you new ones. I think that's the rule. Okay. Because we've had a vacuum for about two and a half years that just stopped working. Yeah, we'll just go ahead and take the whole vacuum back. And they won't even ask a question. <laughs> no. And they'll basically just say, absolutely, our fault. I'm like, what do you mean your fault? It worked solid for two and a half years. It happens. It's a Dyson. Gave it right back, handed it back. Here's a gift card. Go get another one. Walk away. Why would I ever buy anything outside of Costco ever again in my life? <laughs> I just think that it's pretty impressive you have a baller Dyson vacuum. I'm super impressed by that. Like, I was thinking you're going to have one of these little push broom sort of situations that you have a Dyson. I, I, I mean, couldn't listen, be more impressed. It's not, it's, what, do we, what is it called, the V8 Plus or something like that? It is what it is. Some people <laughs> some people just, you know, they need uh, they need the real deal. I think part of it is because when you have a dog, bro, you got to have something that picks up everything. Oh, this guy yeah, is shedding as if the, hair. The, just like the world is ending or something. Everywhere we go, I have half of Rookie's hair on me. How is my guy Rookie? I, I hear He's him good. frequently. I haven't yeah. seen him in a while. I, I need him to break down the door in the middle of the show again. I, we, need, we need another one of those moments. He's doing good. He uh, still uh, buck and change in, you know, into his lifespan. He's uh, still biting as if he's a puppy, which he technically, I guess, kind of still is. So, yeah, he's good. Let Thank him, you for I asking. I'll make sure to I, I'll make sure to let him know him, that you asked. Send him my regards. It, I, it's very absolutely. important. Absolutely. All right. So the Lakers had a bizarre weekend. There's no. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, that they lost a couple of games is not bizarre. That that's kind of unfortunately where they are this season. But you had another episode of Winning Time. You had Kareem criticizing LeBron James. You had Anthony Davis talking about his injuries. You have all of these other things that popped off all on the very same weekend. And, oh, by the way, they are literally hanging by one single thread the rest of the season. We're going to start with magic coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Uh, look, I'm excited to watch Kansas and Carolina tonight. Morales, it's over, bro. It's <laughs> I was over. I just going to say. You already got it wrapped up. You already got it wrapped up. Okay? You've got it on lock, right? Yeah, no matter yeah. what happens, you're the champ. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't Would know why. Would you like why. to deliver a victory speech? No, I'm just saying, you know, when you want, I wanted it more. Clearly. And that's really what it came down to. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, there are certain people that dedicate <laughs> what they do to their craft. And I obviously spent the entire college basketball season rolling up my sleeves and going to work. We, and everybody we, else that decided not to go to work, you end up where you end up. <laughs> We've got it covered on our show, right? So you won, right? I know that there's a game to be played, but the points, the way they're set up, you're going to win. You, you are the college basketball champion. So we have the number one spot. There are 16 people in, in, at ESPN 710 that filled out brackets for our group. Emily finished 16th, <laughs> and by by far of all the people she didn't want the it. station, she didn't want it enough. She's the only one that I would say is an avid college basketball fan. She she is the one. She's an ACC person. She's a she's a UVA alum. She lives in the part of the country where college basketball is very very popular, and that she finished 16th is perfectly appropriate because the more you know about that sport the less chance you have to do well. I listen too much to analysts. Uh, yeah, I was I was off. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I will do any, I will face any punishment, but it was worth it to watch good basketball. Emily, look, next season, just come hang out for a couple hours. Let me let me kind of educate you. Let me kind of bring you into this college world. It's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. I yeah, just she did. She did. I did more wrong. research. She no, no. She took the time to watch the sport. She took that's the true. time to yeah, think that's, about that's her picks. Point. That was point. the thing that she did wrong, as opposed to just throwing darts or or having a hamster pick them like you did. That she took the time to think it through is why she's in last and you're in first. Just it's always pretty... fade me. Everybody listening, always <laughs> fade me on whatever I do because I just I am not a good person to listen to for betting. Yeah, Taylor it's pretty. Finished. It's pretty random, it, literally as random as can be. But I was looking at it as we got through like the first weekend. I'm like, what the hell am I doing around first? <laughs> well, I think I was third or something like that. And then the we and then the next weekend goes by. I think what was it? The Sweet Sixteen. I'm like, what the hell am I doing around first? <laughs> and then Saturday happened. Duke lost. I think that was the only way I could have lost is if Duke won. Okay. And Duke loses. I'm like, yeah, it's over, guys. And Taylor's right in the middle of the pack. 16 people. Taylor's eighth. And so we have the top, the bottom, the middle, and then I'm more towards the bottom as well. Emma, I, 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 I'm 13 out of 16. So my philosophy of picking only California teams apparently didn't work out very well. That I like I, the strategy <laughs> that they hadn't won in 20 years, so you went with that. Yeah, and, and well, make it 21 or whatever it is. It's 97. I think it's 25. 97, the, 97 Arizona Wildcats the last time that the uh, team from the West won the Final Four. Did I know that you had your picks involved. Did you get caught up in the Carolina-Duke game? Because I, I watched the last, I don't know, eh, 10 minutes of the game, and it was really fun. It was it was very close, but I couldn't get sucked into the Coach K, the Coach K love, nor was I actively rooting against him. It was just kind of a, a fun game to watch without caring who wins. I've always, um, again, not caring, but caring enough. Hey, Duke's going to play North Carolina. I mentioned this to you. There's a few sporting events yeah. I think that are bucket list. I think it'd be amazing to go to a Duke North Carolina game. For sure. I've always vo- I've always rooted for North Carolina over Duke. Um, and then uh, game on Saturday, I'm like, okay, how am I going to feel in this one? It's Coach K's last one. It was an unbelievable game back and forth. I was so invested in watching Carolina win, and I have no idea why. Do you ever, 
Do you ever just need the game was it to Carolina start? winning or was it Duke losing? Which of those two things were you more invested in? I know Emily's answer. She wants I think, Duke to lose. I think it was 50-50. Was I think it? I wanted I wanted Carolina to win and I wanted Duke to lose. It was that perfect combination. I was by so the way, <laughs> by the way, good basketball. Great basketball. It was actually, really fun. It you, was you a know good how, game. But you know how we watch some of these college games, we're like, what the hell are we watching here? Why is the score 26-26 at halftime? Why is San Diego State trying to run out the clock with five minutes left? Um, this was real deal. A lot of probably NBA players that you're going to have in that uh, in those games. I really enjoyed dancing on Coach K's grave. It was amazing <laughs> to watch. Uh, he had no timeouts at the end. It was his fault that they lost. Not really. It was the two missed free throws that, by the one guy. Yeah, but I, that was I, bad. I, I was getting ready to go out with my friend, and uh, we were like, call, we called an Uber. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. The Uber cannot come. I have to see the end of this game. And then and then she was like, why do you care about this so much? I said, it's just, I just do. I care about it way too much, and it's amazing to see him lose. You so lose. Why, why? It's not like Carolina is some plucky little. It's North Carolina. Why are they the the underdog? You know, story Small to program. root for. Small program. <laughs> exactly. It's North that, Carolina, for goodness' sake. It's it's the people that go to North uh, to Duke. It's the uh, my relatives all went to Duke, and they rub it in my face. It just feels like Duke talks more ish. UNC <laughs> does not as much. Uh, so I think you, UNC, if I choose between the two evils, but I am rooting for Kansas because I also then don't want UNC to win a national title. <laughs> That kind of that Emily's Emily's uh, choices are based on who she wants to lose, not necessarily on which. By Dating the way, is part of the sport. I can deeply respect it. I am a hundred percent on board with rooting against. Somebody, yeah, I have no feelings about Kansas, I'm, so go Jayhawks. I'm rooting for my my guy Alan Sliwa. I just want Alan Sliwa to to run the table and just put everybody to shame. Because if you get the championship points, Slee, you're going to lap the field. Oh, if I get Kansas to win it yeah. all. Now I'm rooting for North Carolina a little bit. I, I already. <laughs> I've watched them on Saturday. I feel like I have, and I already have it. It's already wrapped up. I think it's already wrapped up because I think everybody it else is. gets. There's Zaga no, was no one picked. else who can get Duke ahead of was you. picked. I think Arizona was picked. You had UCLA, so I think I think it's wrapped up. I think yeah, it's wrapped it up. Turns out UCLA did not win the national champion. They were uh, just just I don't know what two three games shy along the way. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Um, Magic was on with uh, Keyshawn. Jay Will and Max this morning um, talking about a whole bunch of different things. And this is just uh, the, the latest in, in a run of a Laker weekend where it seemed like everybody was kind of just letting it all rip. I want to I want to start with this. He was talking about the opportunity to sign De, DeMar DeRozan at the beginning of the season. Al, I want you to listen to this and tell me if there's something that jumps out at you, because I listened to this two or three times and I'm not quite sure that I'm hearing it the way that Magic wants me to hear it. Let's take a listen. DeMar DeRozan, he wanted to play for the Lakers. This man is having an MVP season. I got the call from his agent. Said, hey, man, we want to come. I know Aaron Goodwin very well. He know Aaron. So he called me. I said, okay, let me call Rob. Bam. Hey, I, I passed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I know look. <laughs> no look. <laughs> I know look. I said, hey, talk to Aaron. You guys work that out. I'm out of it now. It didn't happen. And But they were negotiating. And then here comes this. Westbrook thing out of nowhere. Something jumped out at that uh, to you, Al, because when I listened and I heard it again, it just jumped. It jumps out of me every time I listen to it. Is there something that kind of go, huh, that's interesting? That he's reaching out to the Lakers, that he's throwing the lob to them, and still obviously the connection of, hey, take a listen here. This could happen. This could obviously be good for the franchise. Okay, that's not what I got at. My, my, my takeaway on this is, 
why are they calling magic? Magic mm-hmm. is not working for the team in any official capacity. Mm-hmm. And, and that magic went out of his way to say, hey, they called me. Mm-hmm. They, they reached out to me. And then I put them in touch with Rob and the Lakers. I passed it off to them. Like, and, and we know the history with Magic and Rob Palenka. We know that they are not copacetic. They, they do not get along. That they, This goes back to a couple of years ago when the whole thing popped off. But why, why throw that in there? Why, throw, why not just say, look, I know for a fact DeMar DeRozan wanted to come here. You know, it didn't work out. But they reached out to me. I did this. I did that. And it just it smacked to me of, Hey, listen, I'm still deeply involved in this, that I knew what the right thing to do was. They didn't know what the right thing to do is. If it comes to me, I know how to handle these things. That's kind of what I took away from that. Not that DeMar DeRozan wanted to come. We knew that. Mm -hmm. But that Magic was kind of the gatekeeper to this thing I thought was interesting. Okay, so is that a problem, or do you think Magic's going out of his way? I'm I'm, I'm asking from a problem from your perspective that Magic has to highlight it. Yeah, I think it's a problem because, again, it speaks to too many cooks in the kitchen. It speaks mm-hmm. to too many people that have conflicting roles, overlapping roles, just this idea that there's not this clear chain of command of who's making these decisions, that there's players involved, there's former players involved, there's ownership, there's GM, that there's this hodgepodge of leadership in that organization and everybody wants to take responsibility for the stuff that they like and they want to shove it off to somebody that the parts that they don't like it it does not strike me as a team that has a cohesive vision of how they want to operate moving forward the second i heard that i'm like here we go again they called me i told them this they did this they should have done this i was over here they were over there it's a mess so do you remember this couple of weeks ago, Bill Oren um, had talked to Jeannie, and it was that she's still in touch with Magic, right? right. That, that there's still a conversation there. and that, that So to me, I guess it didn't surprise me as much. And I'm, I'm also not surprised that Magic has these relationships, and whether that's good for the franchise or bad for the franchise, I'm not, I'm not surprised that that's the case. The fact that they're calling him and saying, hey, uh, they're not calling Jeannie or they're not calling Rob. And by the way, for all we know, Maybe there was a conversation with Rob Palenka, whoever that agent is, the one that he's saying that he has a good relationship with that that, uh, also represents DeMar DeRozan, for all we know, right? Like, we're only going to get magic side of the story on this. Right. But that's the point, though, right, Al, that there's a side of the story to this whole thing. That's what's so weird. Like, why are everybody in the Laker universe should be on the same side of the story? Why do we have differing versions of sides of stories? And, well, this guy and that guy, that, like, what you just said right there kind of reemphasizes it for me. Well, um, look, the the, the most I, – I think Magic said a ton of things in this interview that are fascinating to me. That one specifically about DeMar DeRozan, it says a couple things. It says that this offseason they had opportunities to do things, and they obviously they, – they crash and burned like no tomorrow. I think the – okay, well, what is the – what is the power structure within the Lakers organization? I think that's a fair one to continue to ask. And to be honest with you, Trav, I, I don't know. I really don't. Because if Rob Palenka is the president of basketball operations, if he's making a lot of these decisions, we know the influence Clutch has and LeBron has and Rich Paul has. And Genie's going to have the final say in whatever it is. If you think it's too many cooks in the kitchen, I can't really argue that. But what it comes down to is, what are the results? I don't care if there's 40 cooks in the kitchen. Are the results, do you feel like the organization is going in the right direction? Do you feel like the organization's competing for a championship? Or does it feel like it's in disarray? 
Feels but that's like the point, disarray. right? The, the yep. point is the reason the decision, the, the the results are bad, and I think the reason the results are bad is because the methodology is bad, right? I, I hear what you're saying that if they had landed, and, and let me back up a little bit. Had I'm, I'm not even particularly bothered by the decision that was ultimately made to go get Russell Westbrook. They tried something and it didn't work. That's that, that happens. What whatever, right? But it's the way that they got to it that's troublesome because the decision itself worked or didn't work in this case it didn't work fine whatever but if the methodology was bad and the methodology is going to be the same moving forward why would we think it's going to be better the next time around if it's going to go through four different layers of people offering their this that and the next thing and it's going to do it again as opposed to no no i want to do this we're going to execute it like this that's the part that jumped out at me it's that it just seems that there are way too many people that have way too much influence in how these decisions are made as opposed to we have I, I hate to bring this up so quickly, but the winning thing. Jerry Buss had a vision. Go execute this vision, mm-hmm. and they did. And they went through it, and they're going through the process. And this feels like, well, what do you think? What do you think? Well, I think this, and I don't like him, and he doesn't like me. And I just don't think that they're going to land on a better solution because the methodology sucks. But but I, I think you also got to look at this past summer, and you can't turn the page that quick and say, hey, you know what? You just made a bad move, and you made a bad move. I, I can, can I tell you something with the DeMar thing? I always thought the DeMar DeRozan thing was blown out of proportion because in my head, I'm like, no way they could have actually got DeMar. DeMar was going to go get paid X amount of dollars. You would need the San Antonio Spurs to help you because it would have to be a sign-and-trade. I just assumed that DeMar wasn't actually available. He might say, listen, a lot of players say, I want to go back home. I want to go play for the team that I was going to play. But then when, when... when it comes down to contract time, it's like, well, I could go make 80-something over here or I can make X amount of dollars over here. You know what? I'll just go live at home when I retire, right? Like the business side of it you always think is going to eventually win out on uh, whatever, you know, your dream place is or that's the Laker organization. I don't want to just turn the page so quick on you're, – you're not wrong about there's too many cooks in the kitchen. You're not wrong on what's going to change this summer if you have – five, seven, eight different people giving their input. Sure. You're not wrong on that. But I think the turning the page of every decision they made this summer failed. That failed. And that's it that's that's incredibly key and important. You got one championship a year and a half ago. And you got that championship because Anthony Davis, you made the trade and it wasn't I don't wanna, you know, take away from what they did and what the trade was, but part of me kind of believes in my head, well that trade was made it was going to happen either way. Anthony Davis wanted to come to the Lakers. Um, LeBron was already here. It was clutch sports. You had draft picks. You had all this. They made such a critical mistake this offseason. Everything failed. You're right about too many cooks in the kitchen, but I also don't want to turn on uh, on how quick everything went wrong this offseason for them as well. All right. Do you like the fact that Magic is involved in this all over again? 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. And he's kind of putting some stuff out there. That's just the tip of the iceberg, too. There's a lot more that he had to say about whether or not they should trade AD, whether or not they're up for the heat that might come back if they do decide to do that. It's all coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Speaking of my home improvement expertise, Al, my... Did um, you patch the uh, neighbor's, neighbor's roof? <laughs> Built him a cinder block wall. Okay. <laughs> Went through. I, I, I've mm-hmm. taken my skills to the masonry level. No, my sprinkler patch worked. How about that? I, I, I have no idea how I did it other than pop this thing off and push the one part back into the other part, but the leak stopped. And for all I know, it created all sorts of other problems along the way, but so far, so good. How are you with sunrooms? Can you build a sunroom from from scratch? <laughs> yeah, solarium. Is that what you're looking for? Just a yeah. nice glass roof? I can build you a, mm-hmm. um, a greenhouse in your backyard. You could grow tomatoes in the winter. It would be, it would be lovely. Amazing. Emily, what did you do to your closet? So I was uh, watching Winning Time and doing my laundry, and so then I just I was hanging things up, and it just straight up fell off the wall. So it's connected to the wall through it's like a wired shelf, and it's connected to the wall through some nails that I didn't put together. It was like there when I got there. Wait, wait, explain a wired shelf. What do you mean by that? So Which, do you know wait, how- you should know that it's a wired <laughs> shelf. So you know how like in some uh, like cupboards, like kitchen, like snack cupboards, the the shelves are wire and not wired. like wood. Oh, wh- okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So gotcha. that's what it looks like, and I just hang my clothes on this wired shelf, and I I just feel like maybe I had too much weight on it, but the nail just totally came out, and I now I have nowhere to hang my clothes. So, so is it just a big pile of clothes on the floor now? Is Currently, that yes. <laughs> There's no pizza to worry about that. But, no, I, I just have all my clothes stacked up on my chair in the corner and just patiently waiting. I, I think I'm going to hire a handyman to do it because I don't want to even risk – like doing it wrong because I know toggle I'm bolts. going to do it wrong. Toggle bolts. You got to put the toggle bolts into the wall. You could basically right? do pull ups off the side of that thing with the toggle bolts out. What else? What else do you guys? Need? Well, and <laughs> if I you need to, guy. you know, if you need to hire a handyman, I think really what you need to do is text Travis and right? see what his availability is. I'm uh, pretty, I'm pretty expensive. I'll work for Modelo's and so- chips and salsa. I will, <laughs> that's my fee. I will trade handyman work for Uber driving. So I'll pick up all your <laughs> kids you from every airport, and then you can uh, do, fix things in my a home. Negotiation we right there, my people. A barter economy. I like this. That, that uh, you do the driving and I'll do the fixing. My dresser needs fixed too. I, I need a lot of fi- things fixed in my home, and I'm not very good at that. Yeah, I don't know about that because then I would say I don't know how often I'm going to need to go get the kids at the airport. So we're going to have to do like a one for one sort of situation. Okay, I'm, you, I'm down though. You know, you can return your old IKEA furniture now. They'll take it back. So you should go hunt. You should go bargain uh, shopping at IKEA and buy somebody's old like wardrobe or something. Emily. I do feel like I could do that, but Costco. it has to be in good condition. And this is not in good condition. It was not built like- right. Costco, you could have no pants for seven years. Take it back to Costco. They'll take it. No questions asked. Dude, these don't fit anymore. Yeah, well, sir, you put on 35 pounds. They won't even ask that question. <laughs> 
They've seen the picture on my ID. That, that's not you. There's no There's no way that's you. That picture was taken when you were 25. Also, my not roommates clearly don't care about me because uh, they heard a big crash and an expletive come from my room, and no one questioned it. They're like, okay, cool. Like, it's fine. I'm like, I, I'm not being crushed by anything right now. I I got hit in the head by it. It was, yeah, it was, it was very Jeez. fun. Not fun. You're not storing, like, bowling balls or uh, anything on the high shelf, are you? No, I just had, like, a down. lot of clothes, a lot of coats. Or well, I had four, like, or, like, jackets and stuff. So it just kind of got sucked up. And I think it's old, too. So this is just great in the life of Emily. Toggle bolts, toggle bolts. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All right, so let's take another listen to one of these uh, cuts from the Lakers uh, in Magic this morning on KJ and Max. Um, it, I, I, I want to, before we play another one, Slee, I, I want to ask you this question because I can't come up with the answer. What is Magic's goal? What, what's he trying to get done with this stuff? Because it doesn't make the Lakers look good. It doesn't make the Lakers look organized. It doesn't make the Lakers look like they have a plan moving forward. It doesn't make the Lakers look like they had a plan moving into it. What is his goal in this? Mm-hmm. Because as far as I can see listening to this, it's, to, it, it's basically a very subtle, well-positioned, well-crafted, I wouldn't have done this. That's what I'm getting. I'm getting a big fat, uh, I wouldn't have let this happen. It's not quite that pointed, but the general tone of it all is, I don't know what those guys are doing. I would have done it differently. Do you disagree with the 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 things he actually said? Do you disagree with? No, no, not all of them. I, I think he brings up some points, but why does why do they have to come from Magic Johnson? Because he knows every time Magic opens his mouth, it comes with great gravity. Of course. That, that he's Magic Johnson. And yep. he knows that if he says it, people are gonna talk about it. And these are comments, again, that are they if I'm just boiling it down to its essence, they don't know what they're doing. That's what he's saying. That they have a bad mix, that the coach didn't do a good job, the players aren't playing hard, that they need to make a trade, that the front office made some weird decisions. It's all, I don't know what they're doing. Why? Why is he doing it? So Magic's perspective, I think there is probably some of this that's, listen, the way he left the Lakers organization, um, I think it could, by him highlighting everything that's going wrong, it obviously there's got to be some goal to make him look a certain way, and I think that's a lot to do with it. I don't fundamentally disagree with a lot of the things that he said. This was an interview, by the way, if you haven't taken a listen, it was on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I don't fundamentally disagree with a lot of things that he said, but I get what you're pointing at is, hey, that's magic. That's not me or you saying it. That's right. not, um, you know, a former coach. And that's not somebody it's during magic a broadcast. Johnson. That's not somebody during a broadcast when they're airing one of the games. It's Magic Johnson. Um, but isn't that kind of what Magic has always done? This ain't the first time. This ain't the last time. He's always spoke his opinion about the Lakers. Uh, whether he was, I mean, let, let me just use as an example, if you think this is a surprise or a shock or anything like that, Trav, let's go back to when Magic was president of basketball operations and things were a wrap when he decided in the last game against the Portland Trailblazers that he was going to walk away. It's not like he walked away saying, hey, look, I think this organization is in great hands. I respect everybody within the organization, within the front office. I think they got it from here. I think I did my job. I just wanted to bring LeBron, and they'll take it from there. He's been doing it, right? Like, there's, I, If you ask me what the goal is, I'm not sure what the goal is. I think the goal is to prop himself up a little bit. I think, the, I think on top of propping himself up, I think he really does believe in what he's saying, and he is the face of the Lakers organization for so long. So you have to obviously respect everything that he says. That's the best way I can describe it, but why he's going on and doing it, 
on a more consistent. But remember, this was also the guy. This was during one of the pregames on ESPN where he was talking about, you know, if, if Russell Westbrook, if Lakers can't get in the playing tournament, it's the worst trade in Lakers history. I mean, he's well. The, that's because he didn't like it. Clear, out of clearly, nowhere. he wanted to go the other direction. Clearly, he didn't like that idea from the beginning. It turns out he's right, but that's almost irrelevant. Why? Because all this is showing to me, to other people, to other people that are on other teams, other agents, other players, other that there's dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So if if he's a Laker, and he is, if he's one of the most powerful voices in that community, and he is, if mm-hmm. he's the guy that it, when he speaks, everybody stops and listens, and his point is always, ah, they don't know what they're doing. Why is he doing it? It's, it's, not, good. it's not good for the organization. It's good for him because it makes him look like he wouldn't have done it in the first spot, but it just I don't understand. If the goal is to improve the Lakers, I don't think these comments improve the Lakers. I don't think it makes them more likely that they will be better run moving forward when he keeps throwing gasoline on a fire. It just doesn't help. It doesn't make it easier for them to do the right thing moving forward. What can you say – this predicament is. By the way, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I, I think it's. I think it's interesting. I think you're. Well, if if you are one of the greatest Lakers of all time, and you're an advocate of the Los Angeles Lakers, and you want to see the Lakers get to championship number 18, is this is what you're saying going to help the organization big picture? Probably not. Short term, long term, whatever you want to say. I, I kind of always go back to this. The substance of what he's saying is right because there sure. was a lot of there was a lot of that interview that I just sat back and like I can't really argue that one. Yup, he's right on this one. Yup, he's right on that one. Um but the 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 I, I guess you could say ultimately he's going on a nationally uh, a national broadcast radio show and everyone is going to pick up on every piece that he says. Is there a way right now that you could sit here today and defend where the Lakers are? Can can you find things to defend where they are? I think or you where could, they're going? Well, what, there's a couple of different options. Number one, it would be hard to defend it, but you could explain it without making it, without doing the, I wouldn't have done it, I told you so, this is their fault. There's there's It's not A or B. There's a lot of ground in between those two things to say, listen, it didn't work out, but I understand what they were doing. They decided to take a path. It's not like, well, you know, when they called me for DeMar DeRozan, it's like, what what are you going for here, man? What do you you know? Look at these guys. No, they all hate each other's guts. Which Credit. is what? Say that again, Al. Credit. I think that's you know the, the best way yes. to describe it. Oh, credit for him. Yeah, credit yeah. for him. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a weird. By the way, we've only played a couple of these. We got phone calls that we want to get into. We're going to do all of that coming up at eleven straight up. But there is absolutely no way we're not doing Ask Slee. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, seven ten ESPN. Not to put the cart too far ahead of the horse, but don't forget an in-person live Ask Slee coming up on Friday, this Friday, at Clearman's Galley in San Gabriel, 7215 Rosemead Boulevard. We're going to be out there for our entire show, getting you ready for Dodger opening day. Mason and Ireland to be out there, and a live Ask Slee. Is that going to make it easier or harder for you, Slee, with the, per- the questions being asked in person? Um, it's going to make it, uh, it's going to make it easier. Because then we could look each other in the eyes, right? <laughs> I can look at the individual who's asking the question. <laughs> I think the question I have is, what if they hit you with an ass trav out of nowhere? How great. are you going to feel? I can't wait. I yeah. hope so. 
Like somebody said on Twitter, it goes, it's ask Slee, but Trav ends up answering them all anyway. So it's basically ask both of you guys. So I, I will I will do better to try to sit back along the way. Dealer's choice, Al. Twitter or phone call? What do you want? Let's go Twitter. All right, let's start with Alan Slee Murphy bed, and it says, would you rather be able to speak every language or be able to talk to animals? Hashtag ask Slee. Talk to animals. Bro. There are times, now that I do have a dog, I'm just like, what is going on through your head, bro? What are you doing? Why are you doing what you're doing? And I just want him to kind of kick back and explain it. Okay, here's the deal. I know I just ate. And I know now it's your turn to eat. And I know I'm sitting here drooling in front of you while you're trying to eat your food. But let me tell you why. And I want to have just an honest conversation with Rookie. What the hell is going on? Is that too much to ask for? How about when another dog is approaching Rook? And they're both incredibly excited. Can I hear what that conversation is between the two of them before they actually say hello? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, look, there's always interpreters, right? Like if I don't speak Mandarin, for instance, but I can find somebody that speaks English and Mandarin, and we can communicate with one another. But if I could speak to snakes and eagles and peacocks and lions and whatever, and I'm the only one that could do it, that's a, that's a game changer right there. I couldn't agree more. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Pasadena, your haunt slee. Kevin in Pasadena, hashtag Ask Slee. What's up, Kev? Hey, gentlemen, can't wait to see you on Friday, especially you, Travis, to see if you are truly that fat or are you just saying that to make fat guys like myself feel better about ourselves. Thank you, Kevin. I look forward to that as well. Bro, he's overhyping it. Um, don't, uh, don't worry. Remember Kevin. when that note, but remember the guy at the Rams game, so he goes, you're not nearly as fat as you sound on the radio. <laughs> Didn't say I wasn't fat, not nearly as fat. There's a difference. Uh, this is a question about Lady Slee. Um, is she Middle Eastern? And if not, does she get the stink eye from your family saying, hey, this is good for now, but let's hold the gas on marriage and babies. Hashtag Slee. Kevin, she is not Middle Eastern. And, no, she does not get the stink eye. But thank you for uh, thank you for laser focus there of what he is the family right to thing. it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah right like, to it. What do your sisters think about your girlfriend, Alan? <laughs> Why not just put it like that? What's your mom think no? about that? They yeah. a fan or no? <laughs> no stink eye. Yeah, that's pretty uh, – that was a pointed one, Kevin. I, I don't like what he might say about my weight come uh, Friday afternoon. Here's another one. This is from Darren Pollock, who, of course, is the uh, creator and genius behind the Asksley water bottle. Uh, would you rather have a star, a street, a post office – or an elementary school named after you? And would that answer change if the star would be named after you was the sun? Um, I'll take a street. I'm good with a street. That's enough. If you had a street, I mean, come on, a street? Like, do you want something like downtown San Diego? Do you want something in your neighborhood, the street you grew up on? Like, what are we talking about here? I, I would go, I would go, if it was a street that you grew up on that to me is kind of baller I, I remember this why am i forgetting the name um who's the host right now family feud uh steve harvey steve harvey there was a video a couple years ago where wherever he was from and i'm forgetting exactly where he's from but it was on they they were about to um name a street uh, after him it was steve harvey way or whatever it was going to be called right uh-huh. and it was his old neighborhood where he grew up on the house that he actually – the neighborhood that he grew up on. 
was kind of, I don't know what it was. It was like the coolest thing I've ever seen because he cared so much about it, and it meant so much to him. It was just so random, but I'm like, damn, that really stood out. Look, look, look what that was for him. We'll go. Uh, we'll go with a old school neighborhood. If they want to uh, name Sepulveda Boulevard after me, I'll take that. Sure. Otherwise, I need sure. like a, I need I need an airport. You should, no, or you something. should do Olympic. <laughs> do Olympic. Olympic's fine. I'll take Olympic. That's nice. It goes all or, the way. Or or what if it's Santa this? Monica what if, to the downtown? What if it's Olympic and Fig, and yeah. one is Travis Lane and the other one is Rogers Way? <laughs> Perfect. And right at that intersection. Just I'll where Travis and Rogers place. meet. Perfect. I love it. Let's try another one. Uh, let's go to L.A. this time. And Nick, Nick, you're on Ask Slee. What's up, Nick? Nick? I agree, Nick. All right. Nick is out. I let's mean, try the other one on the phone call here. Let's go to Alex in Sacramento. Alex, hashtag Ask Slee. What's up, Alex? Hey, guys. Love the show. Appreciate you taking my call. Hey, Slee, at company events, when saying goodbye, are you doing handshakes, hugs, or a walking wave when saying goodbye for the night? Am I – did I have anything to drink or no? Yes. Hugs. Yeah, if I had something to drink. (laughs) If I had something to drink, Trav, I don't know how you are, but, you know, when it's – when you're completely sober, you're kind of a – maybe a quick little salute, maybe a handshake, a couple drinks in you, all of a sudden it's like, bro, this is just – I know what it is about working with you, man, but this is this has been amazing. Uh, I'm going to see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. I know. I know. I'm just saying this has been amazing. Bring it in. Bring it <laughs> yeah, in. No, I, I, hugs are out. Hugs are last. I, I do like, though, the walking. All right, see you later. And you just kind of hold that hand up and give a little quick yep. little wave. Handshake feels a little formal. What if they didn't look at you and you were waving to nobody? That's like fine. you were just far enough to where they didn't see you. <laughs> totally fine with that. I'm okay with waving at the back of your head. Because I know that I I gave you the wave on your way around. That that's fine. I didn't make it weird, but because I I, do, I, I run and hug. Like Is I this... take a couple I take a couple steps up. Like I I start kind of a slow jog, and that's how I embraced. If I had a couple drinks, it's always weird for me the hugging because I'm taller than most people, right? Not everybody, yep. but I I'm like. You hug, hug. You hug at the restaurant, your Friday night restaurant. I'm. Hu- I, I know, and and Henri's little, and I'm like, I'm like, it's like this grizzly bear attacking a, a a rabbit. It's this weird, it's this weird dynamic where I feel like I'm dominating the situation, and I don't want to. Like that's not my jam. I just want to sit down and eat my chicken piccata. It's really all I want to do. I don't want to like You're swallow hugger, this bro. guy Let up. Me, listen, anybody who comes out on Friday, we'd <laughs> love to see you guys. Uh, on on Friday at Fist 10 a.m. Fist bumps, pictures. Give Travis a hug. Put my arm around you. Say, hey, how you doing, buddy? We're gonna give do it all Travis long. a hug. Doesn't matter. On air, off air, commercial break, not. Come up and give Travis a hug. One more quick one here. This is on Twitter. It's from Jacob, and it says, hashtag Ask Slee. If you are arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you've done? <laughs> <laughs> If I was arrested with no explanation, yeah, what the hell would I have done? So you call? I wouldn't me. have stole something. No, I wouldn't have gotten tax it. fraud. I wouldn't. No, I would. I'm not smart enough for that. <laughs> um, I've never gotten a fight. So what the hell are they going to think? But that's the I only thing that I could think uh, of. Insulted Kendrick Nunn or something to you. <laughs> Not bad. Well, that's a different story. Yeah, <laughs> Let my hands go. We're not. We're not going to stay on this sort of blasphemy. If you called me 3 a.m., my phone rings. Trav, I'm in jail. I got picked up. 
Can you come and get me? That's all I can. And they just, I'm, I'm downtown. Come and get me right now. Click. As I'm driving over there. What's going I, through your mind? I don't. That's, that's why I'm saying. I, I don't know because, you're look, you're not a violent guy. You're not someone that is going to be irresponsible in any super meaningful way to get arrested. I would assume it was a case of mis- mistaken identity, that you look like a guy who robbed the bank, that you, <laughs> that you were driving the same vehicle as the guy who held up the liquor store. I would assume mistaken identity, that you didn't do it, and I'm going to come and bail you out. I'll take that. <laughs> I'm good with that one. It's a, it's a much better answer than I had. <laughs> All right. One what, not even a week. It's less than a week. It's four days, Al. Four days from today in San Gabriel at Clearman's Galley. Hugs for everyone. 15 Rosemead Boulevard. Hugs for everyone and an in-person Ask Slee. We're getting you ready for Dodger opening day. You are going to be there. That and you, meaning the listeners, everybody that's out there. We're going to be there at 10 a.m., the first Trav and Slee show out in the community. Cannot wait to do it. Clearman's Galley this Friday, the 8th. It's coming up against the Dodgers and the Rockies. We're going to watch the game afterwards. It's going to be a great day. Mason and Ireland, you're going to be out there as well. All right, another episode of Winning Time last night, but I also want to get back to Magic and why he said what he said this morning and what's his goal in all of this. Plus, he had an idea about trading AD that I think Laker fans are going to be very interested about. It's all coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.